Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. I am super, super excited because God has given me a word. I am excited to share this word with you in this next podcast. I am truly, truly happy and excited, and I know that you're going to be blessed by it. So once again, welcome back to my podcast. And today's title of this podcast is, Do You Have a Boat or Water Mentality? I'm going to be reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Okay, and I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. Matthew 14, verses 22 to 33. 22. Straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come, period. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Okay, so... In Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 23, we see that Jesus had got done preaching and doing, you know, the ministry and what he was called to do by God on the land. Then when that time was up, Jesus sent the multitudes away. Then he also sent his disciples on a ship in a boat to go before him because he told them, hey, I need you guys to go before me. I'm going to come after you and I'm going to meet up with you guys. And back then, you can just imagine when you're traveling by a ship, even nowadays, back then, they didn't have, you know, the things that we have nowadays. But when you're traveling by a ship, it takes days and sometimes even months, depending on where you're going, to get to where it is that you're going. So when Jesus told the disciples, hey, go into the ship, go to where I need you to go, I'll meet up with you. In their minds, they're probably thinking, okay, we're not going to see Jesus for a minute. You know, even though they, at this point that they were used to him doing miracles, they're probably thinking, okay, he's probably not going to do a miracle and what have you. It's going to take him a while to meet up with us. So here you have Jesus executing for the multitudes to go away, for his uh, disciples to get on a ship to go. And then Jesus goes up into a mountain to be alone with God, to pray and to just have that me time with God. And One thing that I love about this is that even though Jesus was Jesus and who he was, he was still in the flesh. 
And this represents us as Christians because no matter how anointed we are, no matter how how much of a crowd we have following us, no matter how many people we minister to, it's important for us to take the time out to move away from the crowd, you know, move away from the, the fans and the people who follow you on Instagram and Facebook and in real life, and to even get away from those who are very intimate with you, you know, like your assistants and your um, your managers and, you know, your close friends and sometimes your family members. And, and it's, it's good to get away and to, to reconnect, to reflect, to get back connected with God because when we minister the gospel of Jesus Christ, when we, you know, minister to people, even if it's not ministering, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ, if it's just helping people, you know, when you're helping people, you're, you're doing your everyday job and you're, you're giving to people, you're helping people do this and that, it, it takes the energy out of you, it drains you, and you need to be replenished, you need to get back your source, your your spiritual vitamins from God, and that's what Jesus was doing here, he was reconnecting and getting back grounded with God, who you know, is our father because he had just got done ministering. Okay, now, now back to the main focus of do you have a boat mentality or do you have a water mentality? So, for my notes, what I put was, for one, I'm going to ask questions and I want you to play this podcast back, play it over and over and meditate on these questions because these are questions that God has put on my heart to give to you. Um, before we get into the podcast. So these are a, a series of questions that I have for you before I get on to the notes that I have for the podcast. So questions to reflect on for you, okay? And thinking back to the title of this podcast, who are you surrounded by, okay? What do... What do you need to identify within yourself that allows you to tolerate the type of people who you have around you, who you may feel like is not the healthiest set of friends, but you tolerate them for X, Y, Z. So ask yourself, what is in you? What do you need to identify in you that may be broken or maybe off balance or out of focus that allows you to gravitate, gravitate towards a certain group of people? Okay, and my next question is, what if you are the bad guy? What if you're not the person who, you know, is the, the what we say, quote unquote, the good person? What if you are the person who is the toxic person? What if you are the person who is not the healthiest person to be around? What do you do when you're reflecting that you are on the other side of the game? Okay, reflect on that. Ask God to show you how to help you become a better person. Okay, next question. What are you surrounded by? And what are you surrounded by on the inside? Okay, what is your mental health? What is your mental health status? Okay, so as you reflect on those questions, and if you wrote them down, fine, uh, which is good, because you always got to go back or you can listen to the podcast again. So as you reflect on those questions, Think about what it is that I'm finna share with you that God has given me a word to share with you. So look back on Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. We see if we if we go back to the history of Peter, 
in all the disciples. Out of all the disciples, Peter was the, he was naturally bold. Peter was one of those disciples who was like rough around the edges, you know, the, he, Peter was probably what we call ratchet friends, right? You know, we all have the ratchet friends who they be the first one that want to fight somebody, whether it be in church, out of church, you know, we just always had that, those naturally bold friends. So if we look at Peter and his personality, we see that Peter was naturally bold. He was, he was a no-nonsense type of guy. And if you look at one of the chapters in some of the scriptures in the Bible, we see that at one point when Jesus had got done, finished praying in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was taken up by the, uh, the soldiers to be, um, to be prosecuted, Peter had chopped off one of the soldiers' ear, and Jesus had touched the soldier's uh, ear where he had been uh, cut, and Jesus had healed him. So if you can picture who Peter was, you know, like I said before, Peter was ratchet. Peter didn't play no games, you know. He, he was the first one who wanted to, fight, wanted to fight somebody. So naturally, Peter was a bold person. Peter was the first one to probably volunteer for something. Peter was probably the first one to be like, yo, you know, now we're not going to have that. You know, that's not going to go down. That's the type of person that Peter was. But given that Peter was naturally bold, given that Peter was naturally probably a strong-minded person, um, this is not what led Peter to walk on water, okay? Walking on water requires a different type of boldness. Walking on water requires faith. In faith, everyone has the gifts. We, we as children of God, we all have the gift of faith. Everyone has a measure of gifts of faith to do something and to operate in different seasons and different trials and different circumstances in different um, good seasons in our life. We all have the gift of faith to do something. But it wasn't Peter's personality that got him out on the boat. It was Peter's faith. So... When in asking, do you have a boat mentality or a water mentality, you have to ask yourself, am I trying to do God's will in the flesh? Am I trying to do what God has called me to do with my own abilities? Because everything that God calls us to do is going to require anointing, is going to require his gift of faith that he has given us. And that gift of faith, in order for us to operate in that gift of faith, gift of faith, we have to consecrate ourselves and we have to be tapped into the Holy Spirit. We have to be tapped in to God. We have to be connected to God, not only vertically, horizontally. We have to be like the cross. We have to have access to God, you know, up and down, meaning we have to have a relationship with God ourselves, a strong, knit type relationship. Like we can't just have a Sunday to Sunday um, type of relationship. We have to have um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and back on Sunday. Like, we have to have that everyday connection with God. And then, um, horizontally, you know, are we operating in the gifts of faith? Are we operating in the fruits of the Holy Spirit when it comes to people? Because we can, we can speak the word of God all day. We can, we can talk Christianese, but when it comes to people, you know, you can be mean, you can be nasty, you can be rude, you can be not walking in what it is that you so-called profess out of your mouth. So not only do we have to have a relationship with God constantly, every single day, every single moment of the day, we have to be walking in the fruits of the Spirit because you can't be a nasty Christian 
and then talking about something, I'm going to walk in faith and, and be healing the sick. How can you heal the sick and heal other people when you can't even have a decent relationship with people through Jesus Christ? Because we have to not only have a relationship with God, but we have to allow God to work out the fruits of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that's fellowshipping with people. That's being decent to people. That's, you know, that's your Christian fellowship walk. Okay, mm -hmm. so we know that. It wasn't because of Peter's personality that got him to walk out on the boat. It was his faith. Okay. There are going to be certain situations that is, is not going to require our personality, our will, our mind, our emotions. It's going to require our faith. And we have to be able to tap into God. And we have to be able to tap into the gifts that God is anointing us to have. Because if you have any doubt, God always gives us the faith. Okay, it's the faith to do X, Y, and Z. And if you can't tap into that faith, into the gift of faith, you have to you have to get back, you have to get grounded and rooted in Jesus Christ. And in order for us to do that, we have to be grounded in Christ because that's the only way that we can get through this life is with Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ. We can't do anything alone in of ourselves. And we must know who we are in Christ. I know a lot of times, um, you know, pastors and ministers preach this, but it's true. If we don't know who we are in Christ and if we don't have an identity, we're not going to know who we are. We're not going to know what to fo focus on. We're not going to know how to move forward because you have to identify and you have to acknowledge who you are in Christ. You know, there are so many books, you know, that tells us to, you know, figure out who we are and it's good to do things, you know, to figure out, you know, what type of movies you like, what type of books you like. It's good to, you know, figure out, like, what, what's your favorite color, you know, um, things like that. But that's all fine. But your main identity is in Christ if you are a child of God. If you are saved in you through Jesus Christ, our, our identity comes from Christ himself. Okay? So keep that in mind. Stay grounded in Christ. Stay rooted in Christ. Be anchored. And if we look at the whole picture, you know, when we're looking at the Peter and the disciples and then the boat situation, if we look at the whole picture, what do we see? What do we really, really see? Okay. Jesus was walking on water, which a miracle was taking place. The other disciples got in a boat, right? So Peter said, Jesus, if this is you, bid me to come. Now, the reason why I pause here and stop to explain is because if you read the the Old Testament and did the New Testament enough, you'll see that back in, even in New Testament, even in Jesus' days, and even before, you know, Jesus walked the earth, there was a lot of sorcery going on back then, and you know, whatever you want to call that for nowadays. Some people call it voodoo, whatever it is you may want to call it. But back then, there was a lot of sorcery going on. You know, people who were delving into, like, demonic spirits and things like that. And things were appearing to be a certain way. So, before Peter walked out on the water, Peter was like, yo, look, this looked like Jesus. This looks like you. But, Jesus, Lord, if this is you, bid me to come. Because Peter was like, look. Now, I done seen some sorcery type stuff in, in X, Y, and Z. So, Jesus, if this really is you, let me know it's you and bid me to come. Because only Jesus can 
can have his miracles take place. You feel me? So Peter was like, okay, before I do this, let me make sure this is Jesus. And it's nothing wrong with asking God to confirm. And, and if, we, if, if we're asking God to confirm something to, to put his Holy Spirit stamp of approval on it, it's always going to be followed by peace, the peace of the Holy Spirit. And that takes time and getting getting some used to. But if you're a child of God, as you're, as you're growing in Christ and as you're uh, getting older in life and as you're moving forward in life, you're going to recognize that when God confirms confirms certain things, you're going to have peace, you know, through the Holy Spirit. Like you can't really explain it. You can't really explain how you feel, but it's it's um it's a knowing. You're not going to doubt. Like you're going to be for sure. You're going to know that it's God and you're going to have peace from the Holy Spirit. So Peter was like, okay, Jesus, if this is you, get me to come. Okay. So Peter, you know, he came forth. He stepped out. You know, of the boat, he walked on water, and in the midst of it, he Peter began to lose focus, and he began to start to look at his surroundings. He he looked out at the ocean, the sea, and he saw that it was it was at night. It was full of darkness. He couldn't see, and then the wind was boisterous. So Peter did step out on faith, but Peter also began to lose faith a little bit while he was walking out on faith because Jesus said. Peter, where is our faith? Where, where, why are you of little faith? So Peter began to lose focus, and that represents some of us as Christians when we're stepping out on faith, where we're going strong in the Lord, you know, we're going forward and we're doing God's will. Then we begin to lose focus. We begin to let the outside affect us on the inside. We begin to start looking at circumstances. We, we begin to start looking at people. You know, we begin to start looking at Maybe the things that are happening to other people, you know, you may be on a job and, you know, three people get laid off and you may be thinking, oh man, you know, in my next, you know, you're starting to look at other people's circumstances thinking that, man, what if that happens to me? And that's you losing faith. You have to have faith that what's in God's will is going to happen. You can't look at other people's circumstances. You can't look at what's going on in the world and lose faith you have to stay rooted and grounded in christ because regardless of what's taking place in other people's lives and and what's going on in other people's lives it could be god ordained okay you still don't lose focus by focusing on what's what god is doing in another person's life because that's between them and god stay focused and stay rooted and grounded in christ as we see that peter began to lose faith and, and jesus had even questioned peter and that's what jesus d does to us you know even now you know, Jesus asked Peter, why are you losing your faith? Why do you have such, such little faith? And you can see Jesus' frustration because this whole time that they're with Jesus, they still haven't grasped the concept that when you have faith, you have faith and you don't lose it. And in the flesh, Jesus did get frustrated sometimes because Jesus said, how long would I be with you? And you still doubt, you still have questions. Now, if the disciples and those people who are following Jesus had doubts and questions. Imagine what other Christians go through. Imagine what we go through when, you know, we can't see Jesus, but we know through confirmation from the Holy Spirit that Jesus is real. You know, there are certain things that people struggle with. So so Jesus had asked Peter, hey, why are you of little faith? Why is your faith being shaken right now? Why are you focusing on your surroundings when you had asked me, if it is me, bid me to come. I told you it is I. Now come forward. You know, so Jesus had questions. 
Now, another question that you should ask yourself when looking at this scenario and looking at these uh, scriptures is, which disciple are you? You know, are you the disciples that stayed in the boat? Do you have a boat mentality or are you going to have a water mentality like Peter? Peter was about to have a boat mentality, meaning, you know, the walls that, that you're, you know, that's built up, you know, the circumstances that you look at, um, that you say, I can't get out of this situation. I can't do X, Y, and Z. The, the other disciples had a boat mentality, but Peter had a water mentality. And you have to ask yourself, which disciple are you? Are you going to stay inside the boat in fear, even though you've seen Jesus and you know what he looks like and, and in his presence you know from the peace of the Holy Spirit? Or are you going to have the water mentality? You're going to walk out on faith. You're going you're gonna to walk out on water. And what we see is, is that it's not the water that makes this situation great, okay? Because it could have been anything. It could have been land. It could have been uh, air. It could have been anything. It's not just the water. It's, it's, it's not the water. It's Peter walking on faith. It, it's faith that got Peter out of the boat, not just the circumstance. And this leads into my next statement is, is that a lot of times, you know, we we begin to have circumstantial faith. You know, people who say, oh, you know, you just got lucky or um, you just got, you know, a good hand dealt or you just got, you know, this, you know, people say, you know, knock on wood and whatnot. But we must not have circumstantial faith. We must have faith in the gift of faith. It's not just the water. It's, it's faith that got Peter out on the water. It wasn't just the water itself. So we can't have circumstantial faith. We can't say, oh, you know, we're lucky. You know, we just got uh, dealt a good hand. It's, it's our faith that gets us to move forward. It's our faith and our gift of faith and what we operate and what we tap into um, that gets us out. Okay, so... And in thinking of those questions, uh, think of those questions and ponder them and pray about it. And just think now, what what did this situation represent? Okay, they were in the boat, they were on water. Okay, so the boat, like I said before, represents the wall that we build up in life through hurt, pain, people we can't trust, things that we've seen that hurt us. Um, it could be roadblocks. It could be uh, situations that we can't see our way if you look at a boat a boat is also supposed to save you and it's supposed to help you travel on the water but in this situation peter had to step out of the boat and step out on faith in order to walk on water to meet jesus so the boat right now represents walls roadblocks and the boat can also represent your safety net because yes there were some disciples who stayed in the boat and to them, that was their safety net. They would have rather stayed in the boat where they knew for sure that they weren't going to drown or they could have stepped out on faith, which is walking on water in that moment. So the boat represents a safety net, walls, roadblocks, basically a prison mentality to where you're not going to step out on faith. You're not going to move forward. You're going to just stick with what you know for sure because you know that X, Y, and Z works. You know, you're not going to step out on faith. You're not going to walk forward. Because even though God is telling you to step out on faith because he has something else to do for you, you know, that's better and bigger. Even though you can't see it, which leads to my next statement, which is the water, you know, it was at night. They couldn't see. The The water represents endless possibilities. The water represents the, the 
the things that you can't see, the surrounding, but God is in in it. God is in it detailed. God is saying, you can stay in the boat, and that's fine. You can stay in your little safety net. You can not grow. You cannot move forward. That's fine. Or you can walk out on, step out on faith, and you can walk out on water. And then once you step out on faith, God is going to show you piece by piece other things that he wants you to do. But you're not going to be able to see it like if, like you look on the ocean. If you've ever been on a boat um, at night, you know, if you look at the ocean, it's dark. It's, it's endless. It's, it's, how can I say it? It's mysterious. You don't know. You don't know what's going to, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. But you do know that God is there. God is saying, hey, step out on faith. Trust me in this. God is saying in this season in our lives to trust him. You can't see it, but you know it. And if you don't know it, you have to get with God. And you have to get rooted in God and Christ in order to know, in order to to um, connect with God. And even if he doesn't give you the step, like what's going to happen behind those closed doors, if God just says, go, then go. God is going to give you peace to move forward by saying, go. He may not say, what's going to be around that corner. He may not say what's going to happen. He he may not even say what's not going to happen, you know, because sometimes we want X, Y, and Z to happen and it may not happen. But whether God is doing what we feel like we, we need him to do, that doesn't stop our faith and that doesn't stop us from being obedient to God by always wanting a blueprint and always wanting the, the, the blueprint and the footprints of every step of the way because that doesn't require faith. That doesn't require us leaning on God if we knew what, what was going to happen from today moving up into the day we die. We're, we're not going to know. And sometimes, you know, as human beings, and that, that's how we are as humans. We need, we need to know. We want to know. We want to know what's going to happen next. And always knowing and always thinking ahead and trying to be in control of things, that doesn't require faith. Okay? So you can have... A boat mentality or you can have a water mentality. Okay. And another question to ask. Um, when Jesus was on water, Jesus was showing them, do you have strong enough mindset to not be double-minded? Okay. And do you have your own faith? Or are you a copycat? So when you're looking at do I have a boat mentality or do I have a water mentality? You can be like the other disciples who probably looked around at one another and was like, you know what, this person's not getting out of the boat, so I'm not going to get out of the boat. So you can be a copycat or you can have your own faith like Peter, he stepped out, okay? Peter did what no other disciple did in that moment. And in that season, And what he did was he walked out on faith. And it wasn't that Peter, you know what I'm saying, like I said before, it wasn't that he walked on water. It wasn't just the water. It was that Peter had enough faith in that moment to to step out and although he he wavered a little bit in his faith we still know that peter did he was obedient he said hey jesus if it's really you you know bid me to come and i pray that you know as you're listening to this podcast and as you replay it and you think about the questions and you read matthew uh chapter 4 verses 22 to 33 that you you really take into account of right now where you are. What does what, what your faith look like? What, what does your surroundings look like? What does your mental health look like? 
um, as a Christian. And if it's not where you know it should be, then I pray that you ask God to help you, you know, through this time, through this process. And honestly, when you ask God for things like that, he is going to allow tests to come your way because the only way that you can actually step out on faith like Peter did um, is that you're going to have to need a miracle to take place. And sometimes that miracle that's going to take place seems like it's at a dark time. You know, like they were at night. They were in the boat. They were The winds were boisterous. The storm was, there was a storm. But yet in that storm was Jesus. And then in the midst of, Jesus was a miracle taking place. And then in the midst of the miracle taking place, Peter had faith and Peter walked out on the boat. So when you ask God to strengthen your faith, to strengthen your your mind, there, there are going to be situations where you're not going to know what your faith is capable of until you are in a situation. So still, even in knowing that, don't be afraid to grow as a Christian. Don't be afraid to step out on the boat. And again, I pray that you guys were blessed by this podcast. Um, stay tuned for my next podcast. Um, I try to do one once a month. This is going to be a bonus one because God put it in my heart and it was really strong um, that um, I had this. And remember to step out on faith and do not allow a double mind to hold you back. Stand firm in the word of the Lord. And I pray that you guys were blessed and y'all guys have a blessed day.